This is the Christian Fellowship Guild podcast show. Today is Wednesday, February 19th, 2020. The title of today's first devotional is The Lord of Love. It'll be focusing on 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, which says, And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. Today's verse makes this, this truth crystal clear. God is love. This fact is manifest in the life of Jesus, in the beauty of God's creation, in the immensity of the universe, and in the stars and the heavens. From the tiniest flower to the tallest sequoia, God's power is made real for us all. Another truth in the verse today is that if we abide in love, then we abide in God and He in us. We should let this truth capture our hearts. We live in an often brutal, heartless world where some governments thwart the dreams, if not take the lives of their citizens. With God abiding in us, though we can face any situation with courage, we can find the strength to overcome it, and we can choose to love. We also see in this verse that God abides in us. Here, abide, abide means to dwell within or to live within. Therefore, we see that as we abide in God, He abides in us. In other words, He will never leave nor forsake us. He will never be, we will never be alone. Today, recognize the Lord of love who dwells within you. Meditate upon his love. Then think about a situation when you felt completely alone and ask the Lord to help you see where he was during that time. As you consider God's faithfulness to you, say this prayer. Father, I am confident in your promise never to leave me nor forsake me. I am secure in your love, willing and able to love others and looking for opportunities to encourage them. In Jesus' name. Amen. A little bit of commentary says, The Father sent the Son. He willed His coming into this world. The Apostle attests this, and whoever, whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in Him, and He in God. This confession includes faith in the heart as the foundation. Making an acknowledgment with the mouth to the glory of God in Christ and profession in the life and conduct against the flatteries and frowns of the world, there must be a day of universal judgment. Happy those who shall have holy boldness before the judge at that day, knowing he is their friend and advocate. Happy those who have holy boldness in the prospect of that day, who look and wait for it and for the judge's appearance. True love to God assures believers of God's love to them. Love teaches us to suffer for him and with him. Therefore, we may trust that we shall be also be glorified with him. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 12. We must distinguish between the fear of God and being afraid of him. The fear of God imports high regard and veneration of God. Obedience and good works done from the principle of love are not like the servile toil of one who unwillingly labors from dread of a master's anger. They are like that of a dutiful child who does services to a beloved father which benefits his brethren and are done willingly. It is a sign that our love is far from perfect, when our doubts, fears, and apprehensions of God are many. Let heaven and earth stand amazed at his love. He sent his word to invite sinners to partake of this great salvation. Let them take the comfort of the happy change wrought in them while they give him the glory. The love of God in Christ in the hearts of Christians from the spirit of adoption is the great proof of conversion. This must be tried by its effects on their temper and their conduct to their brethren. If a man professes to love God and yet indulges anger or revenge or shows a selfish disposition, he gives his profession the lie. 
But if it is plain that our natural enmity is changed into affection and gratitude, let us bless the name of our God for this seal and earnest of eternal happiness. Then we differ, differ from the false professors who pretend to love God, whom they have not seen, yet hate their brethren, whom they have seen. And so, today's couple's devotional is titled, Spring, Summer, Fall, Winter. We're going to be looking at Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1-11, through 11, which state, For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to be born, and a time to die. A time to plant, and a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill, and a time to heal. A time to break down, and a time to build up. A time to weep, and a time to laugh. A time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to seek, and a time to lose. A time to keep, and a time to cast away. A time to tear, and a time to sow. A time to keep silence, and a time to speak. A time to love, and a time to hate. A time for war, and a time for peace. What gain has the worker from his toil? I have seen the busyness that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. A little bit of commentary, and then we'll go into the devotional. To expect unchanging happiness in a changing world must end in disappointment. To bring ourselves to our state in life is our duty and wisdom in this world. God's whole plan for the government of the world will be found altogether wise, just, and good. Then let us seize the favorable opportunity for every good purpose and work. The time to die is fast approaching. Thus labor and sorrow fill the world. This has given us that we may all, always have something to do. None were sent, in the world to, sent into the world to be idle. Throughout the Farmer's Almanac, we read detailed descriptions about planting, reaping, and harvesting, when to plant and when to rest. The fruits of sowing our seeds are based not only on what we do, on the elements of nature. We must be prepared to do all we can and then be willing to let God do the rest. Spring. In the springtime of life, we plant our seeds. We are so excited about all the newness of life. Courtship, a wedding, a new job, children, a new home, and all the rest of the excitements that come along with spring. We are full of all the hope and anticipation of what life has to offer. Many times we are naive about what we are doing. Unless we really have it together as a couple, we give little thought or reason to why we do what we do. A tried and true farmer isn't quite as nonchalant about this season of life. He realizes that in order to have a good harvest, he must have a good spring. He must know what crop he is planting, make proper seed selection, plant after the last frost, and pray that rain or irrigation comes at the proper time. Spring is crucial in life because what happens in these three months greatly affects what the remaining three seasons of the year will be like. We too as a couple must take the proper care to re realize that the seeds we plant in the early part of our lives determine what the rest of our lives will be. Establish, establish your life goals and purposes during this phase of your life. Be patient and be willing to postpone your desires for instant gratification. One of our mottos is successive progressive realization of worthwhile goals. Spring is the time of life when we begin to establish these goals. Summer. Many times the drudgery of summer makes us lose sight of what life is all about. 
During these long, hot days, we must press on and remember why we are on this earth. It isn't by accident that we are here. Occasionally, we will have a thunderstorm to break the monotony of this period of life. This is also true of our marriage. We must hoe out the weeds of life that attempt to snuff out the young plants as they stick their heads out of the soil. Spring is the freshness of newness, but summer tests us to see if we really have the discipline and godly character to see life through these difficult periods. Many would-be farmers and would-be marriages never get through this phase of life. Only those with dedicated and serious purpose survive. Life often gets boring during this season, but we must always remember that in order to get to the harvest season, we must get through the summer. Your marriage will receive the maximum tensions during summer, so continue to reaffirm your commitment and purpose to each other. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, we, we read, A man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. Summer is when we, we become one and continue to pledge our, to our mate that we have one purpose. Fall. Now fall is here, all that we have worked for so long and so hard, and at last we'll be able to reap the harvest of our efforts. If we have done a good job in spring and summer, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Second Corinthians chapter nine verse seven. This is the season of life where where we receive our blessings. In order to have abundance, we must have sowed with abundance. This is our pay period of life. In Proverbs twenty. Chapter 24, verse 3 and 4, we are promised that our rooms will be filled with rare and beautiful riches. These rare and beautiful riches are our children, friends, good health, emotional and psychological stability, and above all, our love for the Lord, just the things we hoped for when we were in the springtime of life. One of the warnings of this season is not to use up all our harvest. We must save some seeds and fruits so that we will have something to plant next spring. There will be another spring, and we certainly want to be prepared when it comes. As grandparents, we certainly see the importance of saving for the next spring, not only for ours, but for those of our inheritance. After all, we are raising more than one generation. Winter. At last, winter has arrived, and we can have a more relaxed and easy pace around the farm. Much of the day is cool, the land is frozen, icy wind is blowing from the plains of the north. The wife and I can spend rich times in conversing, looking back over life with some smiles and some frowns, but generally pleased about the accomplishments of spring, summer, and fall. A good book, a CD of soft music, a nap in the afternoon, an early dinner, and off to a good night's sleep. Isn't it cozy with just the two of us around the fireplace? <laughs> We can look each other in the eyes and say, God bless and good night. You are truly my best friend. Enjoy winter. It's so rejuvenating. I don't know about that. but uh, We have a prayer here. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the seasons of life. May we realize that we must be good stewards of our seasons. Let us grasp the awesomeness of this concept. May we enjoy each season and reap the blessings that each offer. Thank you for planting into us a desire to follow you and your principles for a rich, rewarding, and meaningful life. Thank you for giving us a plan and purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Get some action points here. Uh, first, in which season of life do you find yourself? Second, what goals and purposes have you established for this season? Third, what do you want to 
fall to look like? And finally, what are you going what are you doing to accomplish the fall look? Some further reading, Proverbs chapter 24 verse 3 and 4, by wisdom a house is built and by understanding it is established. By knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant pleasant riches. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And finally, we have the question of the day. It's a good one. I kind of giggled when I read it. Um, these questions of the day are from gutquestions.org. They have, like, all kinds of articles and answers to questions most people have about Christianity or the world or a mixture of both. But today's question is, what is the meaning of B.C. and A.D.? It says, It is commonly thought that B.C. stands for before Christ, and A.D. stands for after death. This is only half correct. How could the year 1 B.C. have been before Christ, and A.D. 1 been after death? B.C. does stand for before Christ. A.D. actually stands for the Latin phrase, Anno Domino which means in the year of our Lord. The BCAD dating system is not taught in the Bible. It actually was not fully implemented and accepted until several centuries after Jesus' death. It is interesting to know that the purpose of the BCAD dating system was to make the birth of Jesus Christ the dividing point of world history. However, when the BCAD system was being calculated, they actually made a mistake in pinpointing the year of Jesus' birth. Scholars later discovered that Jesus was actually born around 6 to 4 BC, not AD 1. That is not the crucial issue, though. The birth, life, ministry, death, and resurrection of Christ are the turning points in world history. It is fitting, therefore, that Jesus Christ is the separation of old and new. BC was before Christ, and since his birth we have been living in the year of our Lord, viewing our era as the year of our Lord is appropriate. Philippians chapter 2 verse 10 and 11 says that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. In recent times there has been a push to replace the BC and AD labels with BCE and CE meaning before common era and common era respectively. The change is simply one of semantics that is AD 100 is the same as 100 CE all that changes is the label. The advocates of the switch from BCAD to BCECE say that the newer designations are better and that they are devoid of religious connotation and thus prevent offending other cultures and religions who may not see Jesus as Lord. The irony, of course, is that what distinguishes BCE from, from CE is still the life and times of Jesus Christ. That That last part was why I thought that was funny because it's all still based on Jesus. But that was a pretty good one. I hope you guys enjoy. Uh, I'll see you guys in the next episode.